0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
1: on our Oakland hard jewelers talking text line. He covers the Texas A&M Aggies for rivals.com Mark Passwaters. Mark, thanks so much for joining us early this morning. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Doing great. Mark, uh, we got caught in this uh, vortex of the tornado a couple years back. uh, (laughs) They they, uh, they pink slip uh, Coach O, and then there was a wide search for a coach and ended up being Brian Kelly. Before we start talking about the game itself, this, for the most part, has been a pretty quiet coaching search. Um, We've heard a couple of names like Jeff Traylor uh, come out. We've heard Dan Campbell say, well, I'll do everything for A&M other than coach. Um, What are you hearing? And because of the early signing period, I would think that if you got somebody, you got them in the hip pocket already.
2: Well, that was the original thought, but I don't think that was uh, actually the case. But they have definitely spoken to a lot of folks. Uh, I don't think that it's going to be Jeff Trailer. I think that was more his people trying to
1: get him a better uh, deal. Up,
2: yeah, hi, there, or at least hype up his chances. Uh, you know, honestly, I think that it, and you guys may think this is crazy, but I think a lot of Aggies are going to have uh, split screens today. They're going to be watching, obviously, A&M and LSU, but they're also going to be watching the game. They're going to be watching uh, Ohio State and Michigan because, uh, you know, like I said, you might think this is crazy, but Ryan Day is a possibility.
1: Well, put it to you this way How would you feel if you, Ryan Day, and you lose to Michigan a, third, a fourth time? A fourth time, right. Yeah, and Hardball's not on the field. <laughs> Uh, they might have the bus bring him out of town real quick. Uh, But man, Ryan's put up an unbelievable resume there. Other than the fact he has had some real difficulties beating Michigan. And if you do Ohio state coach, that's not good to have on the resume.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, it would be very hard to fathom a man going 11 and one and getting fired, but uh, you know, I, and I, I don't know if they'll actually do it, but there's, certainly some rumbling out there and, and the people in Columbus know that there's been conversations between A and M and Day and I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are just like, Oh yeah? Well let me help you pack. Uh, which is just astounding. But obviously Day's a possibility. I think Jed Fish out at uh, Arizona, who's had a, a just a phenomenal year taking that program from nothing to a, a top twenty team. Is a possibility. I think they would like to have a, a shot at Kalen DeBoer from uh, Washington, but I don't think that the timing there works. You were talking about the early signing period. They want something done before that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. They want they want somebody in before the transfer portal opens on December fourth. Mm-hmm. So they're they're working on a very compressed time frame.
1: What so, about Elko at uh, Duke?
2: I I've heard that, and obviously. I think that he will have uh, some strong support from old Ags who are like, oh, let's bring the old boy back. But it seems like A&M wants an offensively-minded coach, and going with the former defensive coordinator kind of flies in the face of that.
3: Mark, what are you hearing about, um, you know, this everybody's thinking, oh, there's a new, you know, Coach Jimbo is gone. There's a new coach coming in. What are the players thinking right now? Are they ready to jump ship now? Are they, you know, with that short, compressed time frame that they're trying to get a coach in now, um, do you think the players will get, you know, give this, this coach, whoever comes in, an opportunity? Um, because at any point, once that portal opens up, they can, you know, enter it at any point, right? And so they don't need to, you know, jump ship the first day, but how's the how's the morale with the players Around campus right now?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because when a coach gets fired uh, in a situation like this, the portal's already open for them. That's it opens right. Immediately. That's right. It, it opens immediately for 30 days and you've only had one guy go in. Mm-hmm. So I think that most of them are in a kind of wait-and-see situation. They know that they'll have options if they go in, but I think that most of them would like to stay. And I think that there's one element that could help AM and And that's the presence of the interim head coach, Elijah Robinson. And mm-hmm. a lot of players absolutely love E-Rob. He's a good guy. He's probably the best recruiter in the country. And he's just done a very good job of keeping this group together. And I, I'm under the impression that regardless of who the next coach is, Elijah Robinson's going to stay. That is a non-negotiable from A&M's perspective. So mm-hmm. – if he's there and he can keep them you know, in place long enough for the new coach to get there, then they've got a chance to keep most of the prominent names there. I'm not going to say all of them because, obviously, there will be a bidding war. Uh, that's just the the era of free agency that we're in in college football. But I think they can keep most of them around.
1: One of the things, uh, Herb and I were talking about this, that despite everything around uh, the, the tornado, uh, has been moved around. That front seven for A&M yeah. is mighty salty. Man, that's a that's a really good front. Yes. I'll make a deal with you. I'll trade you LSU's for A&M's.
2: Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to make that deal. Uh, if, unless you're going to throw all of LSU's offense in, then I might consider. But, uh, no, I, once again, there's an Elijah Robinson thing. He was the defensive line coach. He and the late Terry Price put that group together. They've obviously done a phenomenal job they go two three deep uh across that board and you know when they're on they're on and they've done a great job rushing the passer they've done a very good job against the run and they have kept that team in some games uh while they wait for the offense to to kind of click and get moving and I think that they're going to have to have a big game today to kind of get pressure on Jalen Daniels And uh, the the guy really to watch is the linebacker, Edron Cooper, Uh, 45. uh, You know, I know that Harold Perkins has a very strong fan base in the Bayou, but this is the best linebacker in the SEC. His set, show it. He's been phenomenal all year. And I would not be surprised if he – I I don't know if he necessarily will spy Daniels, but he's going to be tasked with making his life difficult today.
1: One of the things we haven't seen uh, has been the lack of a running game for A&M, and I think maybe got spoiled a little bit uh, with the running backs that had come out of A&M the last few years. And then last year, we were doing pregame for LSU, A&M, and then I did some for the Aggie Network, and they were saying, well, we don't think A-chan's going to play uh, tonight. And I'd hate to see if he was 80 percent because, uh, <laughs> man, he was unbelievable in that football game. Yes, I know was. that's something Jimbo has always talked about a lot, that he felt even though the game is pitching catch today, you got to be able to run the football. That element is not as strong as it's been in years past for A&M.
2: No, and it's very frustrating because the talent's there with uh, Le'Veon Moss, uh baton rouge guy uh and Ruben owens who was the number one running back in the country in the the last the 2023 class uh amari daniels is a, another talented bat but they just can't get things going uh moss is banged up i doubt he'll play today uh but it really it's as much on the offensive line as it is on anything and that was part of jimbo's mm-hmm. downfall that's the true. the offensive line flat out stinks Steve Adazio should have been fired last year and Jimbo kept him around and that was just kind of another one of the instances of him just being stubborn to the point of you know self-defeating and I think that's just the big problem there was a there's a clear disconnect between the players and Adazio he's definitely going to go now I don't I don't see any way in the world he sticks around under a new coaching staff and, and bluntly, he should have been fired about 10 times by now anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it's the the line has been a severe disappointment and it's affected the running game, and it's a reason that A&M's likely on their third-string quarterback today.
3: Mark, I'm going to go back to the coaching search. I, I just – is there any surprise names that you can think of that are, you know, coaches that are doing very well wherever their respective institution is that they're coaching at now that you can – that that may come up, you know, kind of like when – When LSU was in that search and then all of a sudden it was Brian Kelly, I I think it was I don't know if it was a surprise but it was like a huge splash. Do you think because Texas his name had like really that? not been it bandied been na- around. Right. We had heard everybody else Correct. from
1: Lincoln Riley, you name it. Uh, Jimbo's, Jimbo's name was name, first yes, yes. because Correct. of uh, Scott Woodward but uh and then uh certainly Michigan state's coach yep. uh had been brought into uh yep. the, the realm also but
3: man it was late before Brian Kelly hit. Yes. Cuz Mark, cuz I can say this Money talks, right, and 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 everything else walks after that. So if if Texas A and M is willing to dish out the the right money to the right person at the right time in their career, is there a name out there that you think you can uh, that you hear, or you know something that's kind of under under the radar, if you will?
2: Well, I mean, I think that that day certainly qualifies as a a splash hire. I mean, if you can steal Ohio State's coach, or they decide that they don't want to keep him. I mean, you're talking about a guy with a 900 winning percentage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outside of that, um, you know, DeBoer from Washington, I think, would be a really nice fit. Uh, But outside of that, uh, maybe Kyle Whittingham from Utah, even though he's a little long in the tooth, he he might be one. Uh, You know, I'm trying to think of some other possibilities, but those. The three guys that we've heard the most for a while now have been Day, uh, Judd Fish at, uh, at Arizona, and Kellen Debauer from Washington. So those are the ones we've really been looking at. But you know, thinking of other possibilities that may jump out that qualify as a splash, I you know I have heard Lincoln Riley's name, uh, which is kind of amusing. Yep. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I think. Uh, oh, shoot. I actually, uh, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame's name has come up once or twice. Oh. And that one, I just have a real hard time with, but I have heard it. It just seems like that he's, he's a real good fit at Notre Dame and he's only been there, you know, a full season. Mm-hmm. So why would he want to leave?
1: Yeah, well, money does get your attention real quickly. Money and recruiting ability, right? Recruiting the state of Texas. How many players they got in Indiana, right? Uh, So you 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 don't have to go too far. Other than Edgerton Cooper, who I think most improved player from a year ago, uh, and I thought he was a good player. Now he's an elite a linebacker defensive yes, player uh, for a and has there been one guy that has taken that big leap either on offense or defense for a m that you say man he's really much better than I thought he would be
2: uh yeah actually it's a guy that wasn't even on the field last year because he was still in high school. Uh his name is Tory New York, he's the yeah. other linebacker. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah this yeah. kid this kid is something else. Uh he was a very late addition to the recruiting class uh, he didn't get a whole lot of attention because he's a little bit undersized, but the, the track record in high school was phenomenal. He was uh, the district MVP three straight years, 400-plus uh, tackles in high school, and the kid just gets it. Uh, you, you know, It's tough to come in as a true freshman and be the guy who's the signal caller and making all the adjustments to the defense. He's done it. He's done it well. He has not looked overmatched. His stats are very strong. And, you know, This is going to be a kid we're going to hear about for the next couple of years as one of the better linebackers in the SEC. And I think that he's the guy that has really made the difference. And honestly, I think that his presence has been a tremendous help to Cooper because he gets things done so much faster that he allows – Edgerin to kind of get ready to go just a second or two faster than uh, maybe the middle linebackers did last year.
1: Mark, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. And um, I just have a gut feeling that uh, you won't have to wait too, too much longer for that head coach. Right. I just got a gut feeling it won't be that much longer for you guys.
2: Well, I hope not because I'd
1: really like to get some sleep at some point. (laughs) That's pretty good. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it, bud.